Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. ladies hello ladies hello ladies has become the subject of of ire of internet conversation at the nexus of a cultural war i know <laughs> we never thought we'd get here but here we are i can't believe the cut didn't quote us i know directly use our t-shirts we are very underrated okay so as a lot of people know new york magazine did this etiquette list new rules of etiquette which i actually do appreciate because i do feel like it's high time for us to revisit some social rules like this clarified a lot of things for me that i've been thinking about recently tell me what have you been thinking about just stuff like how you pay the bill and like Mm. just i don't know i uh, things that are Polite ways. I just like having guidelines sometimes and sometimes something I'll be like, uh, was that off or am I just being sensitive? And I feel like some of these things is just a good reminder of like ways to behave in polite society. Yeah. So obviously I'm sure everyone's seen it online, but basically, yeah, the cart released the etiquette list as Grace is saying. Um, And then it went completely viral because there are a lot of rules and suggestions in there and and heaps of them are crazy. And we'll go into detail about the crazy, some specific crazy ones and the ones that are like the most controversial. But I kind of agree. I liked reading it. I found it really interesting. Um, There were things in it, like, for example, that I read that I hadn't. It's, It's also just that thing of like, you just suddenly are an adult and then you're supposed to know all of these ways to behave. And I think for people who didn't grow up with privilege, for example, or in a rich kind of well-mannered society where you're taught these things that like 
a private school or something, it can be kind of confronting to one day just be even just moving through those spaces and not have and not have any kind of guidelines for how to behave. This specific one that I'm talking about here is like where it said, if you're if you go into an elevator first, you are the captain of the elevator. You must hold the door open and then you must ask everyone which floor and press it. And I love that. have never been taught that, have never thought to really do that, but have noticed more specifically in America and obviously the cuts in American publication that people do that here. Men also let you, which is quite old school, but I love it. Men also just wait and let you walk out first or they hold the door for women in this way that I've never seen anywhere else. But specifically with elevators, I was like, I am just obviously this badly behaved person in an elevator because I'll just walk in first and then just stand there. And make everyone else press their own floors. There's no interaction. And I would like to change that. Well, yeah, these are the things. They're just little things. They're like little tips and guidelines. I don't think anyone... I think it's like... I don't think anyone would get upset at you for not doing that. Or think badly of you for doing that. But they will think positively of you. And you'll walk around as a more confident and assertive person. Yes. Which I think is really nice. Obviously, like, I these there's obviously stuff that they've put in here on purpose to rile people up and get people talking about it that are silly and stupid. But I think the premise of it is actually really great and really interesting because I just think with social media, we're all communicating with each other and have access to each other in this way no one ever did before. But like the rules of engagement about how to behave in person are never really discussed. Mm. Yeah, there's a few that are just kind of insane. Like the one that says, um, well, actually, okay, so this is a good one. It was just before the insane one. Don't tell people they look like other people. (laughs) It just never goes down well because they never, unless you're saying it that someone looks like, I don't know, Angelina Jolie, just don't say it. Um, And then this one is crazy. Do do not touch the small of my back to move around me at a bar if you're ugly. Why did they put that in there? I thought they were trying to be funny and and funny, but it just came across as weird because all the other ones are quite technical. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) And I like the one where it said when planning a hangout, it's absolutely fine to say no partners. I love that. Yeah, I love that too. I also liked the one that was saying that if you're talking to someone who acts like they haven't met you or clearly doesn't remember your name, you can just be like, hi, I'm blah, blah, we've met before, Mm. you know, Mm. things like that where I never think about them, where it's just a nice, assertive and simple way to handle an awkward situation. Do not scan the room for someone cooler to talk to. After high school, you're not allowed to be a birthday diva. (laughs) Seriously. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I also like the little things where it says, well, don't go into a phone vortex at dinner, obviously, but one where it says, at a party, offer to bring down a bag of trash on your way out, and if you bring food or drink, you can't take it home with you, and um, if you're hosting a gathering, you should explain the size of the invite list in real numbers, things like this. Never ask anyone what their job is feels random and difficult difficult to do long term yeah i agree i think it feels random but i like how it says it's boring and kind of classist which can be true and it is boring talking about work but at the same time it's like what you do 80 percent of the fucking time yeah having said that 
I do get like a bit, I guess, because we have like long-winded and slightly random jobs, but I do get taken aback of it with sometimes what people would say. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, what's your job? What do you do for work? I don't like I think it at all. I think this just come up naturally. Yeah I, yeah, I really, I don't like it at all when someone asks what their job is and I never, I never ask anyone else, to be fair, unless it, yeah. like we'll be chatting and chatting and chatting and work will come up and then you can start talking about work, but I would never just be like, what do you do? Never show that you're impressed by anyone. This is a very, like, fashion person list. <laughs> yes. I always think that the character I relate to most out of any character ever shown on TV is in succession when Kendall goes out with that girl and introduces her to his dad. And she keeps being like, oh, my God, amazing. That's amazing. That's amazing. And then afterwards he's like, you said amazing a lot. And then sends her on a helicopter back to New York <laughs> and never talks to her again. And I'm like, that's me. In social situations, I'll just – fill the air unnecessarily with big words and it's just not right I like New York magazine telling me to just react dispassionately Mm. (laughs) yeah or using filler fillers and I don't think they have anything in there about that but I I often use filler words or feel like I need to they should have put that in there where you you shouldn't feel like you need to fill every Maybe this is just quite niche, but you shouldn't feel like you have to fill the sp- the silences. I go in entertainment mode. I become like a fucking magician. <laughs> You're like Miranda where she does her comedy routine and Carrie's like, what was that? Yeah. I really liked where it said, don't be loudly naive about dating apps if you're in a relationship. Yes. Yes, I am guilty of that. That is really fucking annoying behavior. Yeah, it's, it's really annoying behavior don't have an ironic birthday party so we haven't gone to the one where it said don't address two or more women as ladies hello ladies which i'm which i'm i feel like is now now is a good a time as you need to discuss the fact that i genuinely don't think people should call women ladies at all and i haven't thought that for a very long time (laughs) and that's why we do it because i find it a really funny way to kind of (laughs) take back the claim back the word in like an ironic way but I don't know if that's translated and I think people just think that we genuinely think the word ladies is a good way to address women which we obviously do not yeah it's an ironic lady (laughs) ladies so we agree with the cut here (laughs) okay wait don't talk about a movie when you're leaving the theater this is a good one because it's a segue into well not even a segue just a very quick segue which is that I watched the whale last night oh my god was it good it was okay it was perfectly fine but i didn't love it but brendan fraser is very good in it but he's just so like genre just my heart breaks okay well i also have a little wreck in the middle of this conversation yeah. um i've started watching the last of us have you heard of it I have heard of okay. it. I haven't seen it, but I feel like it's taking the world by storm. Okay, yes. I was wondering if that was a very specific America thing or if it was taking the world by storm. Because in, in here, in LA, there are billboards everywhere. It's crazy. It's like the minute it, it gets released on HBO, HBO crashes. Um, <laughs> and it's I, – I obviously would not have heard of this if I wasn't staying with my friends at the moment. But it's basically based off a really popular video game. Hence the virality. Yes. My my brother was telling me that this video game, when it came out, like transcended the video game art form to like a new level. And it's the first video game that they've adapted in this like high, you know, 
high-end HBO drama yeah. kind of way. So it's about a world-ending pandemic, <laughs> lol, um, that broke out in 2003 and now it's 2023, so it's present day. And the main guy is – I have – because because obviously I don't know the video game, I just have like no fucking idea of – I'm assuming this guy's just the main guy in the video game. Um, Pedro Pascal, who's the Narcos guy. And then Bella Ramsey so from Game of Thrones. She was the little fucking house leader or whatever. I know her whatever. name, but I'm embarrassed, yeah. Say it. Liana Mormont. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> I have to say something, and I know it's like really not kosher because she's a child, but I, I find her a bit annoying. Like, I, don't, I didn't warm to her in the way everyone else did. Yeah, oh, she's, she's the girl from Catherine called Birdie as well. Mm-hmm. Which I found her annoying in that. I like her in Same. this show. Okay. Yeah. But I didn't like her in Game of Thrones. No. I was in love with Pedro Pascal in Game of Thrones in like a kind of embarrassing way. And I once had a work lunch with Chris Hemsworth's wife and she's Spanish and she's friends with him. And I drank one too many glasses of wine and was just like... <laughs> give him my number oh my god great but like i was a, i was joking obviously because there's like no planet on which that would happen but i was i fucking I was forgot like, he was shot. on game of thrones i was googling it to <laughs> to to fact check you yeah i just watched his skull get crushed did you see keisha yes she's plays his daughter in it gorgeous i just watched keisha like throw a dagger at Jamie Lannister. Such a badass. <laughs> this is um, friend of the pod, Keisha Castle-Hughes, who's an amazing actress and who will listen to this because she genuinely loves – she's AWD's biggest stand. She's actually part of the group um, of close friends, the group of girlies in New York who are all going to meet up, AWD girlies. That is so special. I don't think she had any on-screen things with Pedro, but he really is like the man of the moment. Everyone's thirsting over him on TikTok. He just hosted SNL. Yeah. I mean, he's very good in the show. And basically the first episode was the pandemic breaking out. So it was really hectic and intense. And I was like, this is too scary. And I was scrolling on my phone to try and distract myself. The second episode was kind of boring. And then the third episode was genuinely grace. I was sobbing. Sobbing, 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 <laughs> crying, 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 literally hysterically. And then people are saying it's oh the saddest God. TV episode to ever year, which I don't know if that's the case, but it was, it was as in, it was what? like a beautiful, heartwarming, sad, heart-wrenching episode that made me love this show. It was the most brilliant thing. Um, okay. You sold me. I will watch it. Did that have um sexy... Aussie from White Lotus in it. Did I see? Who's sexy Aussie from White Lotus? Um, the hotel. Oh my God. Yes. Eight ass. Yeah. Oh my God. It was him. <laughs> yes. He's yeah. I saw something about him. I saw. Being... Yeah. I saw someone post before I watched it being like the last of us really cast this guy to get the girls and the gays in or to get the gays in to the show. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, a few wrecks. Amazing. I'm excited to watch Back it. Back to the list. Oh, yeah. So the list, it says don't talk about movies 
right as we're coming out of the theater. And I agree with that because last night we were talking about the movie and there was an elevator out of the thing. And then another group who'd just seen it came in and I felt self-conscious about them like listening to our critiques because they'd just seen it. So I think that's a good rule. Yes, but they're making the rule. I agree with that, but they're making the rule because they're saying people will be going into the cinema and then they'll hear you giving away spoilers, which Mm. I think is less likely to happen. But I don't think you should put your force your opinions on your negative opinions on other people who have just seen it and might have had a really nice experience. I agree. Exactly. The proper response to being told something you already know isn't, I know it's your right. I liked that. Yeah. Um, the one that says, I said, this one is aimed at me. Don't describe TikToks because I always used to come on the pod and describe TikToks. And then they said, it's more boring than describing dreams. And I've been having all these crazy (laughs) dreams lately and describing like every single one when I wake up to my friends. And they're just like, their eyes like glaze over. I had a dream that our friend Natalie had, was pregnant with three sets of twins last night. Okay. And I had a dream that I pulled my tooth Natalie, out. Natalie. Yeah, Natalie. Natalie and Harley, congrats. I can see it. Populating <laughs> the world with their Gorgeous perfect jeans. offspring. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was a premonition. Uh, don't post in the manner of an influencer if you're not one. I I don't like rhetoric like that. It makes me feel bad. Yeah, leave everyone alone. I feel like it's not kind. Yeah. Just let people do it. The Ones that went the most viral for being crazy are don't force your allergies onto a dinner party. And I understand if you're just like on some fad diet that you shouldn't force people to really have to adhere to that in a crazy way. But if you have allergies, obviously, then that you have to. Yeah, allergies feels like a weird one. I, I, I feel as if like, yeah current food preferences i think it's trying to say that like gluten if you're trying to try and gluten free or something but yeah allergies is weird because allergies are allergies Mm. the mushroom woman i think about her still quite often i know i can't believe it (laughs) i wonder if they're still together i would love an update from that woman who if you guys don't remember she wrote in to ask polly about how her mother-in-law was legitimately trying to poison her to death because she had a severe mushroom allergy and she kept cooking and putting mushrooms and everything. Like hiding them in there to kill her. <laughs> That's so, they need to make an A24 <laughs> horror movie about that. That is like ripe for the picking. Um, okay. This one saying it's fine to send a work email or a Slack at any hour was the one that went CC the most Meghan Markle. viral, which is obviously <laughs> not okay. And they're, the why they said that was because they're saying everyone's phones have, you know, a do not disturb function that you can put on your phone, which means that, you know, you put it on, you put it on sleep mode and it means that your messages will be delivered silently. So it's fine. You can text. But I'm like, no, because people still pick up their phone. They're still going to get stressed out at six o'clock in the morning when they're waking up and having a billion messages from their work colleagues. That's not cool. Yes, I think we should normalize schedule send, which I do quite a lot. On email, me too. Yeah, because it's like if you – I understand if you just want to get something done and knock it out of the way and it's annoying to wait until is the right time, but there is quite literally a function for that and you should deliver stuff in work hours where possible. I agree. Oh, this one? 
It said you can eat anything at your desk in an open plan office. I want your thoughts on this. That is not true. Well, it's obviously not true because I ate two minute noodles at the desk at like Harper's Bazaar <laughs> and literally had, some, had like four women stand up and scan the room to see who was eating. And someone said, what is that? It smells disgusting. And I just, um, oh and I just like hid. I just pretended it wasn't me and it stunk out the entire office. A HR violation. Yeah. I think that's just bad advice because it's, it's setting people up for failure. Yeah. I kind of think eating at your desk is a bit rank. Like, I know everyone does it, but I I think we should normalize not eating at your desk for, like, self-preservation reasons and also because it's, like, just, I don't know. I know. It's kind of foul, but I I actually, I weirdly love it. Like, I like working and eating. It's like how I like eating and watching TV. I genuinely like working and eating at the same time because I think it makes the work feel more fun right I yeah I think what's gross I think what they're trying to say in this context is like people say that certain foods smell worse than others and that can be like linked to certain cultural foods you know that like annoying bland white people aren't used to so they complain about it I think that's like the subliminal suggestion there but i just think any any hot food microwave food hot food in the office because people are all eating at different times i feel like it if like it does kind of make you feel sick if you've just eaten yeah i don't know (laughs) yeah i knew that was going to be an interesting (laughs) one because i yeah i do like as in i agree with you i also haven't worked we haven't worked in an office in years yeah i don't know maybe misremembering it's like i agree with you but at the same time because it does make you feel sick but at the same time i want to do it yeah you know yes i do um okay lots of good ones someone said on twitter just got depressed thinking about how the how all the outlets that would have published I spend a month living by the cuts bonkers etiquette list and this is what happened i did i missed 2014 (laughs) Yes, bring back the BuzzFeed think piece. I know. When someone casually asks how you are, say, good. Exactly. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's a really that's a good one. one. <laughs> when yeah. Someone's, yeah, when someone's just like, how are you today? Do not say anything other than good if it's like someone you barely know. Yeah. Also, I like the one where it said, which is so relevant for me. While you're on a date slash all the time, if you find yourself talking a lot, ask yourself, when was the last time I asked a question? And don't just sit and like listening isn't just waiting to talk back. Yes. Struggle with that. Um, I learned that recently. <laughs> don't wait for the right time to break up with someone. Ask if someone wants advice or just wants to vent. See, some of these are really good. Yes. It's never too late. That's a good one. It's never too late to send a condolence note. That's I'm constantly saying that to my boyfriend, that I just want to vent. I don't want advice right now. This is a That's a really good like t- relationship TikTok I saw, which is when you're having a conversation, when your partner's talking to you about something, you, I can't remember how they worded it. They were like, yeah, do you want to fix it or do you just want to be comforted? Yeah. They tell you and then it changes the tone of the conversation because then you're not like trying to problem solve and they're like, fuck off, just listen to me. Yeah. I I find that all the time. All the time. I'm often just wanting to, I'm often just wanting to vent and for someone to say that's so annoying because like, 
the problem when you're talking about that shit, you often know what the solution is. You just want to talk about how annoying it is. Don't post ROPs for celebrities. I'm guilty of that. Wait, I want to ask about, which I don't think appears in the list, but I watched like a Jenna Lyons video recently and then I saw it pop up again. But people, oh, David Sedaris said this. Granted, they're like rich, like New Yorkers who are in a different generation to us, but saying that it's really impolite not to send handwritten thank you notes. And I was like, surely no one in the world does that, really, in reality. Mm. But I love the idea of it. Yeah, it's really it's really cute. But it's chic. It's very chic. <laughs> on on letterhead. But how do you do it? You send it in the post, being like, What, thank you for coming to my birthday. <laughs> it sounds like someone's being a birthday what was it, diva after high school? Um this don't pout your friends with text messages. You know I'm guilty of this. I'm not concise. I text like I talk. And I hate it when people yeah. do it to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is great. I'm going to study this in a bit more detail later, but um, I'm vibing it. And I like it being an, an opportunity maybe for people to share their, their preferences. I don't know. Guess who I saw at Air One the other day? Who? The girl who um, voiced the... Heidi Fleiss, the girl who voiced Heidi Fleiss, that Annie Hamilton girl. Oh, my God. Surprised I recognized her. She has quite a recognizable face. Yeah, she's very beautiful. She did a great job. Yes. <laughs> did you hear her talk talking and recognize that first? Actually, I just saw her outfit, which was, you know, it's easy to spot a stylish person in the city. Because mm. there's not, they're not often about. They're few and far few between. And far between. Okay, I feel like that's most of the crazy shit from this list. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. On to now. <laughs> More crazy shit. Just these, these two crazy double <laughs> whammy <laughs> stories. Which, okay, so we're talking about Army Hammer and his ex-wife, 
not quite ex-wife, Elizabeth Chambers, both have had like big profiles come out this week. And I'm almost, I want to go into the detail of what they say, obviously, but I'm almost more interested in the, the behind the scenes coordination of this than I am by the content of the interviews themselves. Me too. So Army Hammer's piece came out with EML Weekly. It's the first time he's talked in two years since um, all of these allegations came out about him. And then how many days later? Five, six? Like three, even less, I think. A huge piece in L. L US always with these fucking big... What was the last one they did about the woman who was... Remember the woman who was dating the pharmaceutical guy and that he dumped her? <laughs> Stop, yes. And she was wearing like the vampire's wife in Central Park. <laughs> that was the first thing I thought of when Elizabeth Chambers came out with this. So, and then Elizabeth Chambers, his ex-wife, has done her first, <laughs> has spoken out for the first time. And she's done a big photo shoot with Elle, which obviously, obviously didn't take place in the last three days surely like you can't No, it's from the it's from the magazine right so it's in the magazine and they've just put it online okay. i imagine maybe even potentially early in response to the airmail right and they've changed the copy a little bit to reflect the airmail okay but so this shoot like as we know from working in magazines would have been agreed on months ago probably shot two months ago done at least a month ago um so my question is are there PR people in cahoots? Did she get wind that he was about to go on a trail of PR, so try to get the jump on him, or did they agree to do them in tandem? She was probably asked to comment on the EML Weekly piece maybe ages ago because those journalists must yeah, have been okay. working on that piece for like six months. Mm, that makes sense. And then she was like, I need to get my side my out. own site out there the ml weekly please piece maybe we can start with because it's interesting that it's in ml weekly if anyone doesn't know what it that is it's run by graden carter who was the quite iconic vanity fair editor for ages like 20 years um they also follow the pod <laughs> i know i don't know how they found us i really like a lot of their work i think they've filled this whole that the new Vanity Fair doesn't touch on anymore, which is like the more kind of scandalous, salacious, lives of the elite deep dives with really good journalism. So I do like, I do, people are kind of trying to uh, mock them as a, you know, small, weird publication that he went to because no one else would pick it up. I do believe that they probably try to shop it around to like Vanity Fair and New York Times and they wouldn't touch it, but I don't think airmail is scout like i think it's a legit publication yeah i was trying to think because i haven't been fully across email like obviously i know what email weekly is and but i haven't been fully across it in a while and i remember in the back of my brain i was trying to remember what it was that there was something else that people were annoyed about them covering or doing or making them feel less reputable or something I think it just toes that like controversial line, which obviously is what it's doing here. Also, Graydon Carter is like, he was in that Epstein documentary because that journalist tried to break the story on Epstein like years and years and years before um, in Vanity Fair and Graydon Carter cut all of that stuff out of it. 
and Epstein sent him like a, a dead cat or something. Do you remember? Like left it on his doorstep. It was something really nuts to threaten him out of doing it. So he pulled the plug on that story years earlier, which is pretty like I understand that it's really hard to run these stories, but I just think that kind of cast him in a bit of a negative slash, you know, elites siding with abusers light, which I think is maybe also adding to this. I found the piece strange and bizarre and the angle very weird. And I don't really get why it was run. (laughs) So it said the actor whose personal life and career were destroyed by some of the most shocking allegations of the Me Too movement sits down to tell his story. And then yeah, you wrote in our notes how, like, de- using the word destroyed suggests, like, that he, he had, he's the victim or frames him in that, yeah, frames him in that light. Um, it's, it's quite random. I think, I think when someone hasn't been found guilty of, ugh, it's just, yeah, it's just murky and weird. Because it's like he hasn't been found guilty of anything, but it's impossible to find these things, find evidence in these kinds of cases as to someone being found guilty. Like we know that. We know that most of the sexual assault cases get thrown out of the courts and that's why women don't even ever go to the police. So that's completely irrelevant. But it's also like, yeah, the social media jury thing is hard. Exactly. It's it's like touching on something that's complicated. And I guess it does highlight semi-interesting questions about just like, yeah, this no man's land where basically what this piece highlights, which I think is a fair thing to highlight from a journalistic perspective, is that like a lot of coverage of Army Hammer just started rolling these like ongoing escalating internet conspiracy theories and stuff that was just spouting out of Instagram and Reddit as like documented things. People still refer to him as being like, you know, actually being a cannibal, like actually having (laughs) eaten a human being or talk about these insane Reddit conspiracy theories that he was in the locations where bodies went missing and could be a serial killer or just the stories around it, some of them are rooted in reality and some just escalated and it all just got morphed into one thing and there wasn't this level of journalistic rigor that should have been applied. And basically because of that, he's now outcast. But I think based on all of the completely legitimate <laughs> testimonies by like multiple different extremely credible women, I just don't totally understand the purpose of like doing a redemption tour for him. I just don't think anything that was written in that piece like absolves him of any of the shit that he definitely did. And the the child sexual abuse thing is I find like troubling. <laughs> I as everyone is feel like a huge amount of empathy to anyone who's experienced that and I do think there is still a lot of shame around discussing it, but doing it in the context of like justifying why you did all these depraved things to women feels like it's making a really gross connection where one doesn't exist. Like I didn't 
love that. It was giving Kevin Spacey. Oh my god, I was gonna say it reminded me <laughs> it reminded me of that completely. Um because yeah, as you say, there there's a link to people having suffered, you know, sexual child sexual abuse and um things such as addiction and, and like repeating cycles repeating, um, of course. And we need to have way more of a conversation about this because it happens so much more than you would think. Uh, and there's such a, um, like, what is that word? Something of silence. There's such a yeah, culture yeah, yeah. of silence like, around it. And no, yeah, no one ever talks about it. Um, so I think there's definitely needs to be, and even, you know, say if he wasn't such a fucking douchebag and say if he had been found guilty and, and actually worked properly on going through this rehabilitation and then came out and said you know i take full onus of of everything i did i have done this much work um a proper apology proper um reparations and then said this happened to me as a child and i'm now discovering why like it led me to where i got to today and that could be a really interesting conversation to be had you know how like some people Mm -hmm. this is a really um whatever controversial like thing that people have many thoughts about, but like there's, there's this, there's this woman and this man and he sexually, I I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but he sexually assaulted her when they were both teenagers at a house party. And years later, she was still suffering from the trauma of it. And she hit him up and told him that sounds like I'm going so off topic, but it, it circles back. She hit him up and told him like what he had done and how it had, impacted her entire life and he had like no idea really of of that or or of the like repercussions of his actions or whatever he was like they were both like 17 and like the whole thing probably probably hadn't properly formed in his brain or maybe he was blocking it out or whatever I'm not like making excuses for doing that of course and then they have like spoken about the rehabilitation of it all. And I find that I find that sort of stuff really interesting. And I think that the way that we just like shove someone as being bad into jail or whatever and just say, you're a done deal, like go and rot there is like really stupid and dumb. But I just think Army Hammer has not done mm-hmm. any work to to be somewhat to be in the other camp, basically, or to use like these experiences to try and yeah, exonerate himself. Yes incredibly well put I completely agree with everything you just said and yeah I think it's like a shame because it almost feels like a missed opportunity maybe but it just feels so PR'd (laughs) and so like it feels like he's hired someone and done this piece because there's so many angles to it that are about can he get work again and will Hollywood accept him back as a redemption story and bringing in the Robert Downey Jr. thing, which is so random and like the expert that says that, you know, kink, like comparing celebrities as who are part of the kink BDSM community as being similar to gay celebrities <laughs> in the 40s as it being like the last taboo that ruins their career. It's, it's, it's like the whole article – it just seems completely at odds with what he's accused of doing. Like it's, it's, it's just really bizarre. I don't really know how they thought it was going to play positively, Yeah, but I don't, I don't feel like it has. 
Yeah, it's ins- it's very insane. Um, so yeah, on to, on to a more yeah, on to a more <laughs> far better one, a far better story, a an incredible piece of journalism. I'm obsessed with this writer and the way they wrote this piece, and I'm obsessed with Elizabeth Chambers. Uh, so yeah, Owl Magazine. It's new issue. And it starts with, this is not how Elizabeth Chambers thought it would work out. <laughs> and then like, and, it, it's, <laughs> and then it goes, on a chilly morning in November, Chambers and I meet the Beverly Hills Hotel Polo Lounge, where Kim Kardashian and Ivanka Trump dined a few weeks earlier. Even among the glitterati, Chambers stands out in lace-up frame heels, a cranberry Garni mini dress, and a gold initial E <laughs> Celine necklace. That paints such a vivid picture in my mind. Is it the E with the thing? She's got an E um, initial. But, like, you know those Celine alphabet necklaces yeah. from, like, surely it's not that. It must be. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen one of those in a minute. Yeah, because weren't they massive in, like, 2017? Yeah. I love it. The cranberry... Garni mini dress just does my head in for some reason. Yeah. As a sentence. <laughs> um, and then it goes on to say, I mean, I could pull out like every single sentence from this, but it goes on to say that they order ricotta pancakes, lemon blueberry ricotta pancakes. And Chambers looks ready for the runway in full glam, but there's something else making her glow aside from the makeup. I'm in love. She confides. <laughs> And then she goes on to, like, say that she has exited her Tell Me Lies era. Who the fuck has even heard of that? Referencing Hulu's new streamer about a deeply toxic relationship and is stepping into a new one. She's so... Yeah, I was, I was trying to figure out, yeah. She's like, what the definition of a basic, happy pea brain girly. <laughs> in the nicest of ways. Caught up in a, a scandal beyond her wildest imagination. Yes. She would have had yeah. literally no idea that this was going on. I fucking believe it. I believe it too. No fucking idea. I love what this, like the color this writer added added to the article. <laughs> the last thing I ever want to do is let someone else's actions, which have nothing to do with me, make me angry, she says. It's not going to help me and it's not going to help anyone around me. Chambers pours syrup on our pancakes. These are beyond, she says, taking a <laughs> bite. <laughs> I know. <laughs> So I remember first becoming aware of Elizabeth Chambers like back when I used to buy Vanity Fair and they did a big profile on her, I think. What? On her bakery. Wow. As like this new uh, figure in the LA culinary space who was married to Army Hammer and it's called Bird. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And it was very like kind of cutesy and chuggy and they specialize in like cupcakes and stuff. Um, so she's, this piece kind of seems to be like spooking them again. Yeah. It says getting that back on the bird bandwagon. She, so when they moved, they moved. Okay. It basically says that they met when in 2007 through mutual friend in Los Angeles. And at the time 
Elizabeth was an, an anchor and a correspondent at Al Gore's now defunct current TV, covering immigration and environmental issues. Get you a girl. Mm. Hammer, four years her junior. They don't even mention that she was, I guess it's just like not relevant, but she was dating his friend and they were engaged, I think. And then Army Hammer stole her. Wow. And also he was 19 when they met and she's was 23 which is like not that big a deal, but like it's just very young. Yeah. I, I was struck by how young he was when they got married. Yeah. Hammer, four years her junior, was also getting screen time, Arrested Development, Desperate Housewives, didn't know that, and Gossip Girl. And then he was in the social network, obviously. And then after a few months of friendship and nine months of dating, he proposed and they moved back to Texas and she started her bakery. And the, um, because her grandma used to be a caterer there. And their signature cookies are monster cookies, peanut butter oatmeal cookies filled with M&Ms and chocolate chips. Say less. It sounds delicious. Sounds fucking yeah. great. My God. A trip to Bird is in order when I come over. I know. And sea salt caramel cupcakes. I wonder if she's going to make a – She's surely she's going to launch a bird in L.A. Oh, is there not one in L.A. Yet? I don't know. I don't know. Mm. Must look it up. I think that she is doing this in part to get her own side of the story across. But I also think, um, like, I thought the Army Hammer timeshare picture was like a PR, like a public publicity plant to God sympathy for him. Um, but reading the email piece, it sounds like he genuinely doesn't have any money. Mm. So maybe she's actually just having to get divorced and stand on her own feet and like really focus on this business again so i feel like that's a secondary element to why she did the story yeah true yeah because when it first said at the start of the story that um it said the man she married is not who she is and his purported appetites true or not certainly don't define her call her by her own name elizabeth jane call her by her own name (laughs) oh stop This writer is giving her the Pulitzer oh my God. right now. Elizabeth Chambers, the 40-year-old bakery founder and CEO, is writing a cookbook, working on a TV show, and dating a new man. When it when I read the bakery founder thing, I was like, what the fuck are they even talking about? But Bird sounds fucking fire. <laughs> I know. I'm obsessed with Bird. I love that it's called Bird. She should be more famous um, than Chrissy Teigen. She deserves it way more. Yeah, she does. She's coming for her spot. I want to... Buy a cookbook of how to make (laughs) over-the-top cookies cookies from Elizabeth Chambers right now. Me too. Um, Okay, girlies, we need to – we're going to switch over to Patreon now where this silly conversation is going to continue because we're only like one paragraph into this unhinged, glorious profile. And then we're going full Grammys. Full Grammys. Um, Love you lots. Bye. Love you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.